Rallycross Conversations, chatting all things dogs and running. Join me, Michelle. Me, Louise, as we chat to guests and experts about dogs and running, sometimes whilst we are out running. Hello, welcome to Canny Cross Conversations. Can you believe it's season six? As this is the first episode, Louise and I thought we would chat about how you can get stronger and faster with your running since none of us are really canny crossing at the moment because we're out of season. So we're going to delve into both our expertise and have a chat and answer some questions for you. Hi, Louise. Hi, Michelle. I'm quite excited about this one, if I'm honest. I can I can delve into your expertise and uh, get some information for myself, let alone everyone else. Yeah, ditto. Um, <laughs> so I've I've just I should probably tell our listeners that I have had a little bit of a, a lapse in my strength training over huh. springtime. Really, I've not really done much. I've been kind of focusing more on running, um, but I've just got back into Pilates with Louise, and I'm three sessions in. Um, I've got to admit that the first the first one back, I probably picked the hardest one ever to join in, which was Louise's runner's endurance session. Um, so I could definitely feel my abs working. Um, yeah, and you did. And you did really well that day. Um, it was an early morning one, wasn't it? And, it was. Uh, and I'm not a morning person. <laughs> no, I was quite impressed you were there. Um, <laughs> but it's really interesting. And actually, because you when we were just talking before we started recording, you again, my abs, of, you know, my core has been really, I've really felt it the last yeah. couple of days. And, and, you know, strength training is really important, isn't it, for um, for us as runners, especially canicrossers. Um, yeah. And I think coming from being injured a lot of last year with my knee, I've, I've really got into my strength training. And I mean, why do we get into it after we've been injured? Why don't we do it beforehand for prevention? But that's probably another another question. <laughs> but, um, and so for me, it's it's all part and parcel of um, of my training, of my running training. Um, but I am on a mission this summer to get myself stronger. And fitter so that I can kind of cross better yeah so how are you doing that because you obviously you've been doing Pilates a long long time so you're obviously strong anyway so what are you what are you changing now to to help you get stronger so I went through with when I had my knee injury I went through physio uh, a really good physio and she gives she gave me some really good exercise but obviously she knows I'm a Pilates teacher so I do a lot of core strength she and and this I <laughs> I, I laugh every time she says it to me, but if it's if it, if I'm being told this, goodness knows what everyone else is like. Yeah. So I've been teaching Pilates for twenty years. I I do it for myself, you know, at least three times a week, if not more. Yeah. And she's still telling me to get my core stronger. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? I know. Um, and that and that's quite scary. When she first told me, I looked at her and thought, "What are you talking about?" But actually. You know, especially canny crossing with all that pull that we get, the load that we get, you know, extra from the pull of the dog. Um, but anyway, so to answer your question, I've done a lot of leg work. Yeah. But interestingly, um, because obviously my Pilates is Pilates for runners, I now do quite a lot of standing sessions. Yeah. Um, and so it's all core related. It's all running related. Um, and it's brilliant. It really has helped. Um, strengthen the legs and um and but but all all around it's all coming from the core so um yeah it's yeah, it has been really good yeah it's amazing really isn't it that i guess we need a full 
a full body workout. We, we can't just do isolated exercises, can we? No, Pilates gives you that, whether it's on the mat or, or whether you're standing doing it or if you're doing it on machines. I know there might be people out there do reformer or the chair, um, which just adds extra load. But yeah, if, if we've got a core right, and you, I know when you first started doing Pilates with me, you told me that your running posture had really changed. It did. Yeah, it really did. Um, it wasn't even me that noticed. It was my husband. We'd gone um, out to do an interval session. It was a pyramid session around our field. Um, and during the sprint sections, he said to me afterwards, he said, I can really tell that you've been working on your core strength. Um, he said, because your posture was much better. And I think that's down to that's just hearing you saying, make sure your pelvis is, you know, in the right place. Put your armpits down and it's just getting your posture in the right place for running, isn't it? So I think a lot of us fall into running with that kind of hunch because we're sat down all day, you know, doing desk jobs. Um, I know a lot of my work doing training plans involves sitting at a computer and it's not necessarily good for us, is it? So No, and, and so the other question I have for you with your with your running, and, and obviously you're a running coach, so is did it change your running? Did it improve your running? Pilates. Well, yeah, well, just thinking about your posture when you were running. Yeah, it does. I think in a way it makes having a good posture helps running feel easier mm. so you can run because your stride length will naturally be a little bit longer um you're if your pelvis is in the right place you're naturally kind of not overstriding. so it all just feels a little bit easier um so that does help you then when you come to be doing things like intervals and longer runs it does help with your running and I, I've noticed it in mine. So I suppose because, like you, I'm more aware of it because yeah. you know, it's, it's what we do. And I've noticed that I don't get tired as quickly. No, no. So because I sort of stand taller and lower my armpits. And if I do start to feel tired, that's what I do. And the other thing I do is pump my arms more if I'm, you know, if I need that little bit of energy, not just going up hills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does help. It does yeah. help. So, so we kind of know that we need that. And, and you don't have to wait until you get injured to um, to start doing these things, do you? And oh God, no! To be honest, it's you know start start as soon as you can. Um, I wish I'd got into strength training years ago. I think I've I've been doing a lot of reading up lately as I get get older, approaching you know perimenopausal years. I think that's it, it, isn't it? When we're yeah. 20, we're in our twenties, we sort of can go out and we don't have any sort of, you know, we're unlucky if we get injured, but we don't have any side effects from it. No, I just used to take it for granted. You know, I'd bounce from long run to long run. Um, and it doesn't really seem to affect you when you're that young, does it? If you, no. you know, if you're lucky, obviously there are people who are unlucky and get injured. But what, um, but, but injuries sort of happen over, sort of increasing so i'm doing a lot of solo running this this summer more so than I'm, i haven't been out with the dog for ages for a run um which is starting to worry me now <laughs> i need to need to do some with her um but what sort of things so we tend to do short runs with our dogs don't we 5k yeah, yeah. but they're fast yeah. So what sort of training should could we be doing now to um to help ourselves when we get back into, you know, when the season comes back, because actually we go back in, if we have a really hot summer, we go back into that season quite quickly, don't we? Sort of from yes. 
almost from standing still. And I know the dogs will go to a certain extent if we've kept them fit throughout the the, the summer. Yeah, I well, mean, summer, summer is a great time to do lots of that short, sharp work anyway. Um, I mean, if you've got if you've got a running track near you, get down to the track and do some intervals. Um, it's it's always much easier on a track if you can access one. So when you talk intervals, what sort of what sort of thing are we doing and why are we doing it? So we will do running intervals. So generally we'll, we'll start with short intervals to build our power and our strength. Um, so what we're looking at when we're doing intervals is we are working those fast twitch muscle fibres that allow us to run faster. So and if, if we don't work them, we we lose them. Um, so we, we need to make sure that we're activating those. So we'll do short intervals. So it might be something like, you know, we'll start if you've never done any kind of intervals before. Just start with 20 or 30 seconds at a fast pace. Now, we're not talking a sprint here because, you know, we're not going to be able to sprint for that amount of time. But we're just talking about running at a fast pace where you can see your and you'll notice your running posture picks up when you run quicker mm. anyway, because we adopt the natural, most efficient running form. So strength training will be helping with that. Yep. Um, your stride length will naturally increase there. You'll see your arms start to move. So we're just looking at moving our body quicker to get some real power into our running. And then we'll factor in a recovery with that. Normally, I'll recommend maybe double the recovery time to the length of the rep that we've been doing. So we might do 30 seconds fast. We might have a 60 second either standing recovery or a walk or a very light jog just to bring the heart rate back down and recover so that we're recovered enough to go into the next one. And how often should we be doing that? If you've never done something like that before, then, you know, once a week, even once a fortnight, if it's brand new to you, um, because you are using different muscle fibres, you will ache after it if if it's something completely new to you. So don't try and cram lots of these new things in all at once. Just add one thing in at a time. Take a recovery day the next day or a very easy day um, and just take it slowly and just build it up gradually. So that's one thing you can be doing. Now, you've you've joined a running club, haven't you, Louise? Have you been doing like intervals? We do. Yeah, we do in the, in the running club. We do. Uh, and, in, and actually, I've got a running plan as well, which is the first one I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I've been running for a long time. Um, so she makes me do, um, if I'm going out on a run, I, so uh, this week I've got to do um, – seven times 10 second strides so that's okay. just picking picking up the pace in a yeah. in a 10k run um yeah that's what i'm doing this week yeah. um so i suppose it's just bringing that that in isn't it i mean i'm i've got a goal in september i'm running a trail run without the dog so i'm yeah. doing a half my half marathon um and i wanted to train for it properly because yeah. of injury and because i wanted to see if I think we all think we, you know, thirty miles is is doable, isn't it? Yeah. But I think it's the sort of I want to do it properly, especially at my age. Yeah. And and to see how it feels. Um. So 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 you talk about interval training. Mm. So on my plan, I've got things like tempo, strides, yeah. reps. I know what they are. Mm. <laughs> but are they all the same sort of? I know. I mean, I know what they mean for people out there. You know, and then there's fartlek to add into all these sort of. You know. What? Yeah, there's lots of terminology, isn't there? So, yeah. so in answer to your question, no, they're not all the same, and they serve <laughs> different purposes. So. <laughs> 
So intervals we've talked about for building power and strength. So hill, short hill repetitions are intervals because they're, they're concentrated on building power, getting those fast muscles working. So <clears throat> strides you mentioned. Strides are put in to help your running form, really. You'll okay. usually see strides at the beginning of a session, kind of after your warm up, um, just to help prime your muscles, get your body in the right kind of frame of mind and the right posture for running. So during a longer run, they can be really helpful to kind of remind you of what good running posture should feel like. Um, tempo runs are something a bit different. Now, I think tempo runs is something that most people get confused about because what is what is tempo? Um, probably the easiest way to describe a tempo run is one that where you're slightly out of breath, yeah. you're working at an, a, just a slightly uncomfortable pace. Um, like canny crossing normally. <laughs> yeah, canny crossing. Most of my canny cross runs, unless the longer ones, tend to be tempo runs. Yeah. Because we're just working that hard. We're breathing hard. We can probably say, I don't know, three, four words maximum if someone says something to you. Um, and the purpose of those is really to tempo runs are great for building your aerobic fitness. So we have a threshold where our body stops working aerobically. It's not as digital as that. It doesn't actually stop giving you oxygen. But we have a threshold where it gets more difficult. And, you know, when you get kind of you can feel that lactic acid bubbling over and it just feels painful. Yeah, that's we've kind of dipped over our threshold there so what we're trying to do with tempo runs is build our fitness at a faster pace so that that threshold kind of moves so we can run faster for longer at a faster yeah. pace does that make sense yeah yeah no absolutely I mean yeah it does because you know yeah. with PT background and stuff like that and it's and it's interesting because I've got I mean my plan I've got like for example 2k of easy 2k of tempo, tempo yeah. and things like that so it's actually quite a nice run I tell you what I'm really loving, um, and and I'm sure we all feel it, is, is the easy runs because, you know, as we said earlier, when you go out for a canny cross, yeah. you know, Pickle doesn't always get the memo that I fancy an easy run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's really nice to just take, go and do a 5K easy and uh, or, you know, whatever, whatever distance you're doing. Yeah. And what I've realised as a runner doing a running plan for the first time it's actually, it's not all about time, PBs or just, yeah. you know, and, and it's just nice to, you know, now I just take the distance on my watch and, and look at the stats when I get back, you know, not yeah. while I'm out running. And and actually you, you you surprise yourself. I went and did an 8K yesterday, easy. Mm. I felt really good. Yeah. I thought, oh, this would be quite slow by the time I get back. And it wasn't. For me, you know, it was a, it was a nice one. And you can just, then you can feel your fitness you can yes. sort of see the changes and it it's actually really nice and my plan's been mucked around with covid and in, you know just not feeling great so yeah. you know I, I sort of i'm sort of pleased that i'm feeling it um yeah. the difference with it but i do i do suggest um yeah plans uh actually why haven't i done one before <laughs> but they they are good for giving you structure aren't they yeah um, and and that and there's sort of no excuses really which is yeah. quite nice. Yeah, it does help. I, I must ad admit, I mean, I, I write a lot of training plans for people and work with a lot of people coaching them towards events. Um, but I am not one of those people who can get, say, a 12-week plan and follow it. Um, I am. <laughs> but that, 
That's interesting, isn't it? Because yeah. Pilates, I tend to I have all these wonderful ideas of writing myself a Pilates plan. Um, and it never quite happens. But I, I do stuff like you do. You go out for your runs and you kind of know in your head what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I, I plan my runs week on week because I know I, I know kind of my ultimate goal in my head. Um, and I will plan them week on week. So I'll jot everything down, what, what my plan is. I won't necessarily fit everything in. Um, but mostly I do. And I find if I do it like that, and I think it's, I guess it just depends on on how you work as a person, doesn't it? If you yeah. if you like everything planned out to the letter or if you need to be a bit more flexible. But going going forward, you know, back into Canny Cross season, I want to, I, I kind of got my head around running by myself again and it was really hard to start with, you yeah, know, yeah. without running with pickle. Um, and I kind of want to keep a real mix. So it's it's finding that, you know, I can't plan what speed Pickle's going to go at. <laughs> and obviously it depends. So how would you, you know, give someone a canny cross running plan? What what sort of things would you would you put in there? And how often would you suggest canny crossing, I suppose? Again, yeah. I know it depends on the ultimate goal. It does. It does. I mean... I guess a lot also depends on, I mean, our dogs are slightly different because they can't really be let off the lead, can they? Uh, well, um, so we are tied to them when we do a canny cross plan. So, always the one. <laughs> so <laughs> usually the maximum number of canny cross runs I'd put into, say someone was training for a half marathon or a marathon, the number of um, canny cross runs I'd put in would probably be two to a week. Because you need, you do need to have that control and that discipline over your pace when you're training for something long like that, especially on, you know, your longer runs. You need to make sure you're doing those really easy. Um, you want to be hitting your marathon pace during some sessions, yeah. which you can't necessarily plan in with a dog. So what I would do is I would say, well, it, there would be a conversation about how your dog runs anyway. Yeah. So if if your general run with a dog canny cross style is a tempo run then we would yes we'll plan that as a tempo run but usually I'll make the canny cross runs the easy runs or I would say if you want to take the dog and it can go off the lead maybe do your intervals or something or do some fartlet training um while the dog's off the lead you can still take the dog with you then um but ultimately if you're training for something I don't think it's it's really difficult to tell a dog to run at a certain pace yeah. isn't it yeah. So that sort of thing does need to be done on your own, I think. And so I suppose when we're going back into season and we, we're wanting to get our fitness to our dogs a bit more, this this summer training for us yeah. is actually really, really important, isn't it? It is. It is. And, and adding that sort of strength, strength into it as well. Um, yeah, strength can only help yeah. make things easier and better in the long run. Mm. But, but it is important, you know, if you're looking at autumn canny cross races, it is important to try and get out there and do some work with the dog as well. Because, you know, <laughs> the, the, the dog kind of has summer off, really. It's like horses, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so the dog needs a bit of training as well. So, you know, if you if you can fit some, I mean, fartlet work is great with my dog because she will go fast for a very short time and then we'll have a little recovery. Yeah. So we can do still do some fast work. And we've got a nice 5k loop near us that's our probably weekly tempo run, really, that she really enjoys. She knows the route. 
um, she's happy there. So you can fit a few of those in um, and then do some work on your own. Yeah. And hopefully come autumn, you'll be the dream team. You'll be the dream team. And and also strength doesn't need to take you. I mean, you asked a really good question before we came, uh, before we started recording. Yeah. So what? So this morning I went I went out with um, and we did maybe a two mile run, me and Poppy, because that's all I had time for. So just a little trail run. Um, and I got back in time for Pilates and we had a really nice mobility session, didn't we? Which worked really well for me today. <clears throat> but I was wondering, you know, when should we fit strength training in? Is it better to do it before we run or after we run? Now, I appreciated today's mobility session because it helped give me a really good stretch. Yeah. Um, I feel nice and stretchy now, which is very unusual for me. I'm normally very stiff <laughs> after a run because I'm one of those annoying people who forgets to stretch. Um, <laughs> do what we say, not as we do. <laughs> yeah, but I was wondering, you know, perhaps if we did some core work, before a run that would potentially help our run wouldn't it so what's the best way around to do it I think well I think it's I think there's a couple of things I don't think there's a right or a wrong yeah I um tend to do uh, a mobility session before I go out for a run and that's mainly because you see I don't run for lots of reasons I don't run first thing in the morning at the moment because when I get out of bed yeah I need to move before I could go for a run. Um, So I tend to do mobility and I kind of do a pre-pre-run warm-up. So I do my Pilates and then I'll stand up and do some running warm-ups before I go out. Um, And I suppose I do do strength then because I do some, I I sort of get my knees warmed up. So I do squats, lunges, all that sort of thing. So that's strength, strength training. Yeah. Uh, um, So yeah, it it does really depend. I think it also depends what, sort of run you're going to do yeah it does. you don't want to wear yourself out if you're going to go and do hill reps no or you know interval training you don't really want to wear yourself out what you do want to make sure is that the muscles are awake so that's why i quite like mobility because you can you know um wake up the glutes engage the core um so yeah core session yeah it's it's really difficult to say but i like doing my really sort of hardcore pilates if that's what you want to call yeah. it when i come back because i'm i've got that high from running yeah you're warmed up of course aren't you I'm warmed up and actually i'm in the mood because i feel great and depending on what sort of run i've had if i've had a little niggle when i've been out running and sort of think oh god i need to work on that a bit more then i come back and do it um and it need only take 10 minutes i mean that's what i do 10 minute yeah. pilates so um yeah we do half hour sessions as well but yeah um, that's what I tend to do that's how I tend to stretch your mind but that works for me yeah and I think it it will depend on you know timings and stuff for you guys you know for anyone else out there yeah so yeah so potentially we're talking a bit of mobility beforehand get you nicely warmed up um get your body working in the way it should do then you run and then if you wanted to come and do a strength session afterwards you could but I guess if you it's probably important if you've been doing a tough session maybe leave the heavy strength work yeah till a different day um and and actually do you know what's really good about pilates is that it's low impact so it's really good to do on your rest days or your cross training days yeah and i do think i I get really frustrated because you hear about yoga all the time you know everyone says oh i do yoga i do yoga for running and stuff like that great that's great 
you know, but Pilates is such a functional. I know we talked about this when you interviewed me for the podcast, but yeah. it's such a functional um, uh, exercise and we can make it related to running. So the standing stuff we do all in a forward lean because yeah, basically yeah. that's the way we should be going. But we're using our core, we're using our glutes, so we're using all the running muscles. Um, and there's another thing that, you know, a lot of people, and I think it's changing a little bit, a lot of people think Pilates is for women. Yeah. <laughs> and actually I had a, an old client, well, she, she came for a couple of lessons online during lockdown. And she put this post up, but she does reformer and she does, um, you know, normal Pilates, but she got PT. And she said, oh, I've been cruising in my Pilates classes. And I was like, how can you cruise in a Pilates class? If you're... <laughs> she didn't see me on Thursday. Oh, oh, my exactly. God, I was sweating. <laughs> so, so one of the things I wanted to say was it's really important to get the technique and everything right yeah. uh, beforehand and learn Pilates and take that time to do it. Um, I've got the perfect beginner's course for that. And we'll put the link in the um, show notes. Uh, but for £27, you can get a course of 10, 10, 10 minute videos. So you can do them at your own time. But I take you through the whole of the, the, you know, the basics. And then you can move on to sort of building yourself up as you would with running. You start at the beginning and uh, perhaps I ought to call it the couch to five gay Pilates, you know, or something like yeah. that. But, yeah. You know, just don't go in there just, you know, because you're going to get injured if, if not, but it, it's to build it up. Yeah, you've got to go in gently, haven't you, like with anything. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think that's it with running, isn't it? If you're starting out canny crossing, um, I, I mean, do you, I don't know if you do one. I'm going to do one again in September, I think, a catch to 5K. Yeah, I do offer catch to 5K plans. So, yeah, if anybody. But, but also, no, for canny cross. The for canny cross. The yeah, I, I do them. I've run them occasionally. Um, I find them quite hard to organise if I'm quite honest <laughs> a lot of people to manage isn't it yeah. so I do prefer to work one-on-one -on -one for that reason <laughs> but it's easy but it's a really good way if you're not a runner it's, it yeah. comes sort of two birds with one stone it gets your dog fit yeah, it or gets your dog used to running in a harness doesn't it and it, it gets it, you fitter yeah. Um, so yeah I'd look out for those uh, if, if that's you know if you're new to new to Canicross to sort of build up your or do the couch 5k now yeah michelle definitely. has lots of plans or you know, yes you do i can those. help i can help with that so michelle's um info will be in the show notes as well <laughs> yeah so what yeah. about while we're talking strength training then so what about lifting weights and things do you do anything like that louise yeah i do yeah um and i do that again for a number of reasons um it, it, I don't obviously put that within my Pilates, but if you think about it, if you if you learn Pilates, it's all about the core. Yeah, and you need the core to run. You need the core to to lift weights. Um, so yeah, I do because it adds a little extra load yeah. to my body. It keeps my bones strong, yeah. and it reduces my risks of injury. So yeah, I'm on for anything. But I also I love it. I feel, and they don't have to be heavy weights. I don't. You know, you've used kettlebells. I love yeah. using kettlebells. It, it does it doesn't matter what you're lifting and and obviously it's really important to do it in the correct form as is running as is you know so yeah we do but yeah yeah it's important to just get a bit of advice isn't it when you're starting out about technique yeah and 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 running technique is 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 kind of really important i know it changes with um canicross 
doesn't it? Because we tend it to a little, yeah. But what 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 things would you? I mean, the arms are really important, and, and we're running hands free, aren't we? Yes. So, are there any good um, uh, exercises or, or sort of routines you do within your running plans that that focus on that area a little bit? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, with with your arms, if you are because there's there's been a little bit of I've, I've read a few things recently saying that arms don't necessarily help us run faster. Um, but if you've ever tried to run up a hill without your arms, I was going to say, yeah, you will have noticed that they do indeed help. And <laughs> so I always say if if your arms are moving, then your legs will follow. Um, and it's it's kind of impossible to run fast. I mean, just try it. Run, run fast on the spot without using your arms. So they mm -hmm. are they are important. And actually in running club the other day, what we were doing downhill running. Yeah, uh, I think it was one of the hottest days of the year, so it was much appreciated. <laughs> but, uh, but it was really interesting because I know when I canny cross, if I'm going downhill, my arms go out to the side, and I, you know, to balance yeah. myself. And and I thought, oh, is that right? But I kind of carried on doing it because it's. Uh, but actually, it's that's the technique of running downhill, isn't it? Yeah. Well, your arms are there for balance as well because if you think about how you run, when you run, you're your core will naturally have a little bit of a twist in it because that's the way we're kind of built. So what your arms do is they counterbalance that twist. Yeah. So moving your arms will help keep you nice and straight, really. Yeah. Um, and when we're going downhill, putting our arms out to the side just helps us to balance and stop falling over, particularly even more important when we're running downhill with a dog. <laughs> well, exactly. which adds a whole new level of skill <laughs> which is which is why you need a strong core <laughs> yes so it's so important isn't it but you say arms are they are important but you see yeah, a lot are. of runners as well and i kind of I, I don't notice it so much with canny crossing maybe i'm not watching the person so much as the dog but you know if your arms sort of go in front of you across your body yeah. That's not a good thing, is it? That is not a good thing twisting. because you're increasing that kind of twisting waist. Yeah. So what you want is you want your arms nice and straight. So alongside, you know, hip. So your elbow should come to your hip and then your shoulder. So Yeah, and you sort of pump back with your elbow. And that will kind of just counterbalance that twist because what if you're twisting to the side, you're kind of working against your forward movement aren't you really yeah well you, you're running further aren't you you are yeah you are. <laughs> you are so arms are definitely important for providing us with balance and just helping get everything moving in the direction that it should go Brilliant. Yeah. Are there any other running techniques that you thought actually this really helps in canny cross or um well, well one that i've been working on lately apart from pilates posture obviously getting your pelvis in the right place so we're not kind of sitting into our running position i've been working on pulling my heels up right so there's usually you'll hear people talking about getting your knees up you know lifting your knees up but we don't really run like that do we no so what i've been concentrating on lately is kind of pulling my feet up quickly so there's less contact with the ground so that helps with our cadence. So how quickly our feet are touching the ground, the less contact we've got. And it also helps to prevent injury as well. So we're not hitting the ground as hard, are we? No. 
and then we're not breaking ourselves so we can run faster. And has that changed when you're canny crossing? Have you noticed? Yeah, that's really helpful, particularly when I'm trying to keep up with a very fast dog. Yeah. She's a rocket. Yeah. And actually, and there's some really good running drills for that, which yeah. I know we've been doing. Um, actually, that's really, and if you look at the sort of the, the sort of top end races, you, you see that happening, don't you? Yeah. Um, it's really, um, really good. Brilliant. Are there any other tips for us for running? Um, I think really just have a good mix. I mean, as canny crossers, we are out on the trails anyway, so we're kind of nice and strong that way. Our, all our muscles get a good workout on the trails, don't they? But I think just don't neglect, obviously don't neglect the strength training alongside it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been trying to fit more in with Pilates, but also after a run, I've been trying to just go in the garage. I've got some weights laid out. I've got some kettlebells. I've got a bar. And just do 10 minutes of just lifting some heavy yeah. weights, just while, while my muscles are nice and warm. Um, just, you know, it doesn't have to be a long time, does it? No, not at all. We can literally spend 10, 15 minutes just doing a little bit of strength work every yeah. day if we need to. Um, and then get get just get a good mix of hills, intervals, <clears throat> get your tempo runs in and some long runs as well. You know, even if you're not training for a long event. So say you're targeting a 5K canny cross race. You've got your speed working. You've got your strength working. If you factor in, say, a weekly or even a fortnightly long run to build your endurance, that will also help towards your ultimate goal because um, it will just build your fitness. You know, the more you're running, the more you will become a more efficient runner, the more your body yeah. will get used to it. So do train beyond your distance. That's, you know, obviously... No, and that's that's, that's up to what, a point. We wouldn't recommend training beyond, you know, if you're training no. for an ultra. Yeah. Um, but you know, no, and that, I really like that because I always find when I'm racing and that and, and I've sort of come into racing probably at my lowest fitness. So um is that I can really the first mile, mile yeah. and a half, I'm buzzing, but then I just lose it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and hold her back because my fitness isn't out there. So it'll be really interesting this year going back into to season um to see what it's like because I'm doing longer runs and I'm you know I'm doing a plan so hopefully yeah making a difference but don't forget that a lot of that can be helped with a good quality warm-up as well yeah um, yeah and I think that well I again I have to when I do a race I have to do a warm-up I warm the dog up put her back in the van and then I have to go and do a a, a warm-up of my own um, because otherwise I'll be a wreck, <laughs> more of a wreck. So what what does your warm-up entail before a race? I tend to do some of my Pilates stuff. Sometimes I will take my mat and put it in the van. Yes. <laughs> <Just>, uh, <laughs> dedication. <laughs> well, because I know I can do it. If I've got myself loose, you know, my back and everything's moving. But I'll also do some sort of standing warm-up exercises, and then I will go for a just a short jog to get that heart rate up and I'll try and time that. And this is all from Georgie when she was on the podcast, right? Yeah. Her racing tips and I'll, um, and I'll get, then get the dog and we'll run over to the start line to start. So I'm already, you know, yeah. ready to go basically. You can factor some of your strides that you've been doing. Yeah. Well, you have to, at yeah. the end of your warm up will help there. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Um, that helps raise your heart rate as well. Yeah. The heart rate is usually quite raised by the time I get to the start line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
so yeah so I'm yeah I'm looking forward to the next season because I think it'll be um yeah it'll be interesting to see see if I've made a difference to myself yeah so when's your first race I have no idea I think it's October October but um I, I think you'll definitely see a difference particularly if you're training for a half marathon with those longer runs yeah you know that endurance will really help you as well yeah I think you'll see a big difference Here's hoping. I want to, uh, I'm in the uh, veterans, I think, and I always come fourth and I want to get yeah. to third. <laughs> so <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, I, I hope you've enjoyed our little chat. Um, as always, I find it fascinating. Just, um, you know, we read things, we, um, you know, and we take things in, but it, I think it's just really nice to hear from two experts, <laughs> um, you know, more about it. So if you've got any questions after this podcast, please do come and find us on social media and ask away because uh, we're happy to happy to answer anyway. So I hope you enjoy the rest of the season, give you some ideas of uh, things that we've got for you for helping you train, some more kind of cross stories we've got coming up, haven't we, Michelle? We have. Uh, and just different things um, that hopefully get you all excited for the next season of Canicross. Don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to share, and please, please leave us a review if you've enjoyed the uh, podcast so far. We would love to hear from you. We'll see you next time.